grab a clipboard, get some signatures, and run for office yourself. Show up. Dive in. Stay at it. Sometimes you'll win. Sometimes you'll lose. Michelle LaVon Robinson, girl of the South Side. You made the White House a place that belongs to everybody. And the new generation sets its sights higher because it has you as a role model. Malia and Sasha, of all that I have done in my life, I am most proud to be your dad. For too many of us, it's become safer to retreat into our own bubbles, whether in our neighborhoods or on college campuses or places of worship, or especially our social media feeds. Surrounded by people who look like us and share the same political outlook and never challenge our assumptions. And increasingly, we become so secure in our bubbles that we start accepting only information, whether it's true or not, that fits our opinions, instead of basing our opinions on the evidence that is out there. I am asking you to hold fast to that faith written into our founding documents, that idea whispered by slaves and abolitionists, that spirit sung by immigrants and homesteaders and those who march for justice, that creed reaffirmed by those who planted flags from foreign battlefields to the state. Okay. Well, we have to just cut him off there and move on. It's 9 a.m. at KBOO Portland. It's Thursday morning. It's time for Press Watch, the news you're not supposed to know, with your host, the one and only, the inimitable, Teresa Mitchell. Stay tuned. This is Press Watch Weekly Counter Propaganda and Left Opinion Program here on your people-supported free radio station, KBOO Portland. I am Teresa Mitchell. Join me for a brief peek behind the video veil of monopoly, <laughs> some of that monopoly media manipulation <laughs> and examination of the news you're not supposed to know. This week's Press Watch brought to you by Viserax. Do you ever wonder if that veggie burger you just ate was truly gluten-free? Do you chafe at the inconvenience of having to look at your Fitbit as you exercise? There's an app for that. Viserax is a tiny suppository module inserted just inside where it can transmit real-time data to your smartphone. Gluten detected in your gut will set off its alarm. Viserax records not only heart rate and hydration, but the balance of acidophilus and E. coli in your system. Get Viserax today and say goodbye to pesky privacy problems. Now it's optional bubble generator. Now that I've had a bit of fun, I want to tell you that the KBOO Board of Directors 
has extended the deadline for applications to run for the board of directors. This is frankly because I, as nominations committee chair, didn't know what to do about elections and the annual meeting under pandemic conditions, and also because I'm a technophobe. I don't know how to do Zoom. And I procrastinated while recovering from surgery. So, well, in any event, we are going to be holding a virtual meeting, so that's going to be happening. Uh, that's going to happen on September 20th. And if you have trouble remembering that, just... Uh, Remember, that's the same day that Biden's going to accept the uh, Democratic nomination. Uh, details are to, to be announced on the virtual meeting in September, but because of that, you can still apply to be on the board until August 15th. You've got just nine days. So give it some thought now, please. We uh, had earlier, and, and we hadn't gotten uh, candidates coming into the, uh, the website, uh, the uh, uh, applications haven't been coming into a website, and I suppose it's because you know it's kind of hard to convince you to uh, tack on another set of Zoom meetings uh, for free because everyone's just really excited about Zoom meetings right now, I'm sure. But we had earlier voted to prioritize applications uh, from BIPOC persons for appointment, so that's where we're coming from. There are four positions currently open for any member under the bylaws election mandate, and right now. Uh, also, according to our bylaws, uh, we uh, we've been successful in this, and uh, we have a majority BIPOC board. So pull up the KBOO.FM website or KBOO.org. Find the search bar on the right. I'm so used to saying find the uh, donation button. No, find the search bar on the right and enter board applications. That's the easiest way to do it. I could give you the URL, but you know that's given a URL on the radio, and that means that you'd be standing right there with a pencil or something or scratching it into your arm. I don't know. Board applications will do it on the search bar. So you'll find instructions for presenting your candidacy. We'll also be having an on-air board candidates forum in a few weeks. Date also to be announced. Ballots to go out August 20th, and the election results will be announced during the annual meeting. Again, that'll be on the 20th of September. They got nine days. Uh, KBOO, as you know, is an essential service during these emergency conditions and revolutionary times. Hell yeah, we've been downtown. We particularly need persons with legal expertise and people skills. So, and I've been talking about BIPOC persons. Uh, we're not excluding uh, white persons, uh, but uh, it's going to be. I, I think you should think about that if you're a white person and uh, you want to be on the board. Uh, do you have some legal expertise for us? Do you uh, are you already up to speed on FCC, CPB? Uh, ORS 65 and the bylaws. In that case, I think uh, we would welcome you. And um, if not, this is probably not the time to wing it. Um, we particularly need persons with legal expertise and people skills. On the KBOO board, we care about community radio and want it all. We want it to be all it can be to the people, and we know that we can make a difference, and we know that perfect won't happen, but we do try to make a difference. And I think you agree because you're listening to me this far. Truth and beauty and power can and does flow from our studios out onto the airways and the net. This is a gem, and you can be a part of it in that way. So once again, if you're a KBOO member who cares about the station, if you know or you're willing to learn about the bylaws, the relevant organ laws, FCC and CPB regulations, if you want to help KBOO People's Community Radio thrive, pull up KBOO.FM right now and search for board applications and thanks in advance. So this is Press Watch News You're Not Supposed to Know. 
And uh, if there's time, I would like to have some calls. Here's a question for you if you'd like to call in. Shouldn't we be having a National Day of Mourning for the 158,000 people killed and so many more sickened and injured by the Trump coronavirus disaster? I mean, this man is killing us. He's killing us. And in Lebanon, where the... Uh, where the the nitrate explosives went off like the like, like the forty seven Texas City disaster, uh, people are saying you know, hang them. But uh, here in the U S, I think that there's there's a lack of focus. We don't understand that Trump is actively killing us. And speaking of killing, why did Aja Raquel Roan Spears have to die? Was it for being black and trans? Number to call five zero three two three one eight one eight seven twenty six dead now I think the phenomenon is horrible and uh, in case you're not familiar with uh, with my show um, I'm Teresa Mitchell and I am transgender and uh, I feel this anyway news you're not supposed to know um, US imperialism which is a part of uh, US racist hierarchy always has been uh, is marching forward in Bolivia so from Radio Havana, Cuba, this news, the Central Obrera Boliviana, or rather the Bolivian Workers' Center, has called for popular demonstrations today to commemorate the 195th anniversary of the country's independence, uh, and they're going to be including a firecracker and noisemaker event. The Bolivian tricolor flag will be raised and waved at homes and at blockade points. In addition, singing of the national anthem is promoted at noon and a moment of silence, a minute of silence for those killed in the anti-indigenous massacres as well as for the victims of the pandemic. Meanwhile, the government called an extraordinary session of the parliament where the U.S.-supported coup president, Janine Añez, will have to render an account of her management in two fundamental aspects, the management of the country and the management of COVID-19 in the country. Añez is currently suffering from coronavirus, uh, speaking for myself, because she's one of those Trump-led fools who went around and ignored it. And so are, I think, seven of her uh, her cohorts. And if you don't know, uh, Bolivia was wrapped by a coup, uh, a U.S.-supported coup, because the U.S. couldn't stand it, and the elites in that country couldn't stand it, that the majority was ruling and starting to uh, pass laws and to make policies that benefited the majority of the people, and those those people were not white. They were indigenous. So this is a manifestation of white supremacy and imperialism. Uh, if you'll pardon me for being redundant, uh, but referring to the decision to, uh, going back to the text, to transform the National Day of Celebration into a protest, the head of the Bolivian Workers' Center said, quote, this is this August 6th, unfortunately, we have nothing to celebrate, end quote. The COB uh, Workers' Center said in its statement that the current protests, which were already causing serious damage to the transport of fuels, and medical supplies against the pandemic due to the road barricades. They've got barricades up. They're demanding the prompt election of a democratic government as the key to getting out of the crisis. And uh, as I said, that's from Radio Havana, Cuba. Uh, big protest day, horrible situation in Bolivia. And the U.S. is at fault. Uh, from The Roots. Uh, article by Joe Gerardo says prosecutors in Georgia have requested that the bond order be revoked for the former Atlanta police officer who fatally shot Rayshard Brooks in June after finding out he recently took a vacation to Florida without getting permission. CBS News reported 
Prosecutors in the case were only informed on Monday that former officer Garrett Rolfe took a vacation to Florida days after he made the trip. According to the motion filed by the prosecutors, the terms of Rolfe's bond, quote, expressly states that the defendant is only allowed to leave home for medical, legal, or work-related obligations, end quote. The bond order also sets a curfew from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. On Wednesday, lawyers for Brooks' family spoke out and said that not only was Rolfe's trip a full violation of his bond, it was simply disrespectful as well. Find that at theroot.com. The article's by Joe Gerardo. So, we have protests still happening downtown Portland. The local and federal police are in all likelihood intercepting your cell phone data as you're down there and, and your calls via a singer, a stinger, excuse me, a faux cell tower system set up either in the federal building or in the various and or in the various aircraft and drones that have been flying overhead during the protests downtown. That is probably the reason for those amazingly timely glitches in the system when you record illegal cop actions. There's not a lot you can do about that as you make the video, aside from from maybe getting an unconnected camera that you can download on the web later. There is something you can do about cops and Homeland uh, Homeland Security troops rolling up unannounced to your door uh, when they're using their radios. You can use an old phonograph. Uh, Maybe you've got something like this sitting around in your house or a friend's house, uh, whether it has a functioning needle or not, set it up on an antique amplifier and just leave it on. Set it to about 70% in volume. If it's a good amplifier, it won't make too much noise. It'll just be there kind of rumbling and hissing. And then when they roll up, it'll pick up the powerful radio transmissions from nearby cop cars and you'll hear the sort of, because it won't decrypt them. So you won't know what they're saying exactly, but you will know that there's a keyed voice transmission nearby, old hippie trick. Of course, your dog will also let you know if an intruder is approaching, but you should know that when cops raid a residence, they will customarily and viciously shoot your dog to death. So remember, don't open the door, don't talk to cops, and have an attorney on speed dial. Do you have the ACLU app on your cell phone? If you don't, get it now. It's easy. The pandemic has revealed a great deal about the interconnection of whiteness, economic hegemony, patriarchy, and capitalism. And I want to talk about that for a minute. Number to call with your comments and questions, 503-231-8187. I want to talk with, uh, I want to talk about, well, let me start with um, an interview with Kristen Rowe Finkbeiner, who's the executive director and CEO, co-founder of Moms Rising. Uh, she responded to whatwillittake.com's interviewer saying COVID-19 is shining a bright light on the already devastating discrimination and lack of workplace protections that women and moms, particularly women and moms of color, faced each day before the pandemic and are now catastrophes for too many. She writes, we weren't in a great place before the pandemic began. Women and moms, in particular women of color and low-wage workers, were already incredibly vulnerable going into the COVID-19 crisis due to rampant wage and hiring discrimination excuse me, and a lack of workplace protections that most other countries take for granted, like earned sick days, paid family and medical leave, unaffordable and inaccessible child care, a patchwork health care system that leaves millions without coverage and without access to the care that they need and a low minimum wage. In fact, two-thirds of minimum wage workers in our nation are women, many of whom are moms, and 70% of low-wage workers couldn't earn a single paid sick day going into this pandemic. So while women and moms, she writes, and particularly particularly women of color, are working right now to save our communities and essential health care, grocery, and other frontline positions, 
they were also already disproportionately impacted and at risk due to pre-existing discrimination and widespread absence of workplace protections. We can see this, pardon me just for a moment, I adjust my console. No one calls no one calls a computer a console, and that's a part of being old, I guess. Uh, I, I saw an article on, um, oh, I think it was Wired.com, saying no one's a tech expert, and I thought any any eight year old is a tech expert compared to me. Uh, we can we can see this in the March 2020 uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics report talking about widespread absence of workplace protections, which shows the unemployment rate of Latinas and Black women rising the fastest. We can also see this in the fact that the biases in our healthcare system are now compounded by the pandemic in communities of color, particularly black, native, and Latinx communities, which are experiencing disproportionately adverse health outcomes due to COVID-19. And we can see it in the fact that the unpaid work of caregiving, which has increased during the pandemic due to many schools being out with state stay-at-home orders and many seniors at heightened risk, is, is now largely falling on the shoulders of moms who now comprise more than half of our nation's primary breadwinners. So that's happening. And uh, I believe that uh, Boris is on the line. We just check and see if that's still true. Hello. Hello. Hi, is this uh, Boris? Yeah. Hi, Boris. What you got to say? Well, I wanted to uh, clue you into a comment from one of our favorite sons relative to the uh, coup in Bolivia. All right. Favorite son I'm referring to is none other than Elon Musk and his interest in lithium. Ah, uh, yes. He was uh, very vocal the other day, and uh, paraphrasing, he said, we do coups wherever we want. Live with it. That's the sort of thing you'd expect from the son of an, an emerald slave mining empire. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's beyond blatant. Yep. Yep. Kind of makes well, you laugh. That's the America run. we live in today. Um, it is. It should upset a lot of people, but I don't. I don't see it. Well, thanks so. for bringing that up. I mean, it, it, it's good to be specific. It's about you know. I said it's about whiteness, um, but uh, the economic aspect of it is it's about lithium, uh, just as Vietnam was about oil, tin, rubber, rice, and cheap labor. Yeah, that's interesting. With Vietnam, I don't think many people even understand that that motive for going into Vietnam. They think it was strictly about fighting communism. That's what I was taught in school. That, me too. Yep. And as uh, John Stockwell used to say, it's Haruru, as in don't step in the Haruru. <laughs> Very good. Well, I just couldn't resist because that Bolivia situation is just so obviously uh, hideous. Thanks for calling in. And uh, let's see, I think we have Elliot on the line. Are you there, Elliot? Yes. Uh, I want to uh, raise a perspective issue for the next, uh, coming up in the next year or so, uh, regarding the, stu the financial stability of Pacifica, which indirectly affects Cebu greatly uh, because of where you get uh, some of your uh, programming. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I moved to Portland partly because I started listening as a native New Yorker. I started listening in New York to KBU, including to your show, actually. So I know a lot about the history of WBAI. And because of this very sad, complicated uh, thing that happened with getting locked into a contract with the Empire State Building, Pacifica still owes like four and a half million dollars of mostly a anonymous loan to pay off the Empire State Building plus some other things. And there's no evidence that they've made progress in paying that off. Coupled with the fact that if you listen to some of the other Pacifica stations online, like I do, you may know that KPFK is has unexpectedly raced ahead of WBAI in operating deficit and is facing the firing of some of its main uh, on-air personalities. Uh, so that while BAI was forcibly shut down about a year ago uh, by a rogue interim executive director of Pacifica to try to sell the BAI valuable license and save the network, uh, now, uh, even before a year or so from now, when they can't repay the giant loan, uh, both the, the buildings, the, uh, the actual uh, you know, studio buildings of both KPFK and KPFA will have to be liquidated to help uh, repay the loan in bankruptcy court. Yeah, it's a scary and situation. That, and, we uh, might not even reach that stage because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there are all, already all operating deficits. It's a scary situation, and I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, do you have um, a URL that you can turn people to for further uh, investigation? Oh, even better than that. I mean, uh, I don't know, as a, particularly as a Texan, I don't know if you know this, but uh, but a lot of the uh, internal uh, minutes and and recorded meetings of all of Pacifica are centralized at one particular uh, uh, web page of the KPFT uh, website. Yeah, you know, on a KPFT, uh, you know, under Pacifica meetings. And that, those include the much more informative uh, biweekly meetings of the, uh, of the Pacifica Finance Committee, one of whose main sources of uh, report information is the, gay, the old gay man, an original member of uh, the Gay Liberation Alliance, R. Paul Martin of WBAI, and uh, Martin, I get a lot, I got a lot of my information hey, I, on the on the outline by the. Fact hang on, I got to ask you, what's gay got to do with it? Well, no, he just he happens to be a longtime gay programmer on WBAI, and simultaneously for many years, he's been head of the finance committee of the BAI local station board and the BAI representative to the Finance Committee of Pacifica. And he produced 
a uh, like a four-page summary of the financial situation uh, at Pacifica, which, uh, to tell you the truth, I actually put into uh, a couple of mailboxes before the pandemic shut down at KBOO <laughs> to indicate this to some people. But if you okay, search um, for I, our... I, I don't want to... Uh, I kind of don't want to cut you off, but I, I do have a, a topic for the show, so I need to redirect to that. And uh, can you... Uh, so you mentioned KPFT. That'd be kpft.org. And then the search bar would find the would would be used to find uh, those records. Do you, and would, is that what you're uh, uh, turning people to for details? On that on that site, you'll find uh, most of the meetings throughout Pacifica. But I'm saying the most useful by far, much more useful than the Pacifica National Board, which tends to BS. The, is okay. the the finance the biweekly finance committee meetings are recorded. Okay, and, and it's way too after, and, and I do have to go back to my, my topic. So sorry about that, and thank you very much uh, for the information. Yeah, I've been uh, very interested in what's going on at uh, at Pacifica. Now, uh, I was mentioning earlier uh, that you have nine days to apply to get on the KBOO board. I think that we have managed to avoid that sort of situation by being transparent, uh, and I am the treasurer of the corporation right now. Uh, frankly, I took that position uh, because I was concerned about what was going on more than you know claiming any great. Uh, I, I don't have accounting skills exactly. I, I took uh, real estate finance some years ago, so I can follow it along and, and uh, have some experts that I lean on. But I can tell you uh, with absolute uh, confidence right now that KBOO is doing pretty well financially. How about that? In the middle of the great pestilence, uh, we are doing pretty well. And uh, that's because y'all have stayed involved. So consider that once you uh, pull up the KBOO website, uh, pull up the search bar, uh, look at it, just give it a look at the uh, board application. We're talking about 15 minutes of your time to fill that out. We're talking about a monthly meeting plus uh, a committee meeting. And uh, right now we're talking about Zoom because that's we're doing uh, KBOO by remote rigged uh Rigged efforts and uh, doing it pretty well, I think. I'm I'm pretty happy about this. Uh, really uh, excited about our management and the staff and uh, the board uh, is has been getting along wonderfully. And uh, if you're a longtime KBU member or for that matter a Pacifica listener, you know that uh, we squabble. Oh boy, do we! And uh, but not not lately. And we're doing pretty well. It's uh it's been a pleasure. And so I want to invite you. On board now. Returning to the topics uh, that I was uh, bringing up today, the fact is, since the Jim Crow land confiscations, the Japanese internment camps, the depredations of INS and Border Patrol and Homeland Insecurity and ICE, and the national disinterest in abolishing the the national uh, racist firing squad that we have for uh, the the strain the mad stranglers that we have for police institutions. Since the disproportionate application of the New Deal and the GI Bill and Obamacare and now the pandemic subsidies, capitalism is virtually indistinguishable from racism. When people have been stripped of their earned wealth, and don't, don't hear me saying capitalism as economic activity, that's, that's part of the uh, inculcation, that's part of the propaganda that you're given in this society. No, I'm talking about elite exploitation. I'm talking about Bezos. When people have been stripped 
of their earned wealth for generations. All fee-based services are discriminatory, and all penalties, fines, and levies are acts of oppression, the more so because they retain the veneer of an even-handedness and legitimacy. To be white is to oppress. To be white is to oppress. What do I mean by that? Uh, Let me phrase it a different way. To be uh, a white-skinned descendant of Irish and Germans is not to oppress. That's genetics. Whiteness is a status. It's a false status. To be white is to to oppress. And reparations are the only way forward for white leftists like myself who hope to see a transformed society. Reparations are where it's at. Um, and I often ask when I'm looking at the uh, the protests, I mean, bless everyone who's taking those terrible risks and, and breathing that tear gas and being injured, losing their eyes. I'm, I'm so grateful. And I'm hoping that this leads to reparations because without reparations, what has been accomplished? It is impossible to agitate for justice and change while huge sectors of the population are excluded by white supremacy, excluded simply by virtue of their accumulated social injuries under white capitalism. And comes now the great pestilence, the pandemic revealing by its disproportionate death toll the human cost of a society built on white supremacy. And Kathy is on the line. Hi, Kathy. Yeah, hi, Teresa. Uh, Thank you so much for your outspoken courage and, and uh, all these great topics, very, very important to be discussing right now. Um, yeah, I I, I want to be the voice of the uh, agonized longtime activist who's watching the uh, young folk and, and all of the ages folk get hurt in the streets uh, day after day on this, this uh uh, remarkable uh, kind of demonstration, which uh, we haven't seen in my lifetime, just just day after day like this, um, uh, and and certainly applaud. At least in this country, I, I think it's happened in other countries, but um, it, I certainly want to applaud the uh, folks for the dedication and, and the progress that's been made. But I, but the 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 other side of me is saying, uh, um, gosh, people are getting hurt. Is it really? Uh, should we, uh, as as KBU, uh, uh, you know, and I am also, you know, a KBU uh, volunteer, uh, should we really be, um, you know, encouraging people to stay in the streets uh, it, it, without, you know, uh, there there may be uh, a strategy of, of withdrawing from the streets and certainly working, I mean, certainly. 20, 20 seconds, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, certainly working simultaneously at the same time with, um, uh, you know, stuff uh, at home, you know, in the, the legal system. But, but may, may, maybe maybe staying home is is okay for folk now that, that you know, uh, just just to stay safe for a while, and then we can go out at other times and demonstrate it specifically. I know. Okay. Do you want to speak to that at all? Um, I think I understand what you said, and I'll have to leave it at that because um, I do have to wrap it up now. Thank you for calling. Um, uh, quick news you're not supposed to know. Um, the Baltic Dry Index is still limping along in the 1400s and would be even lower if not for the Chinese metal demand. Gold is over 2,000 an ounce, well over on panic buying. What does this mean? This means trouble. This means trouble. And so I'm sorry I have to leave it at that. 
And thank you for listening to Press Watch. Stay tuned for Paraphagrin Fight the Empire coming right up. You've been listening on 90.7 FM and other frequencies in Cascadia and via KBOO.FM and in that manner to all the ships at sea.